Happy Tuesday, everyone. It's downtown dish time. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And uh, today we're going to be talking with a friend of mine and someone that I've known for many, many years, uh, Cindy Scop. Uh, she is the owner of Kitty Cat Lounge. That's 946 East Orange Street. So we're going to be talking to Cindy uh, about her new business and what you can expect as a customer. Uh, but before we get to our guest, we're going to just, of course, plug a couple of upcoming downtown Lakeland events. Um, of course, October 6th is our next First Friday, and that's one of our most popular First Fridays. It's Cookie Carnival. Uh, we're going to have cookie creators in Munn Park, and those folks are going to be selling their delicious cookie creations. Uh, if you are lucky enough to get a judgeship and would like to apply for a judgeship, no no master's degree required. <laughs> you just need to um, enter our text, uh, text us, and then we will uh, pick judges from the number of people. I think we have about 100 judge ships that we are going to give away. So it's free to enter. You just have to text us. You can find out the information about how to join uh, that text contest, if you will, on our website at downtownlkld.com. Um, and what's great about being a judge is you get an official badge that you wear, and then you actually get uh, 10 uh, samples from the cookie creators, and you are required to you know pick pick your favorite. And then, of course, whoever wins the judge's choice is going to get uh, some bragging rights and a trophy, and then we also have the a People's Choice Award. So if you are not a judge, you'll be able to uh, still vote with your um, – with your – uh, 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 texting or there'll be some way that you can express your pleasure over which is your favorite cookie. So we have two different ways uh, for the cookie creators to win, but it's good fun and lots of great delectable uh, tastes out there. Uh, many of them are not professional bakers, so they don't have any kind of, you know, square system or way to take credit cards. So come ready to pay for those cookies in cash uh, and help help those folks out and um, and support our local uh, bakers. All right. Speaking of local bakers, Cindy, I know you partner with some of them. We're going to be talking about that soon. But um, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Oh, hi, Julie. Thanks for letting me be here. <laughs> so I'm super excited. Um, I I love cats, but I'm allergic. Oh. So I can't own a cat. But you can come visit But us. I can visit kitty you cats can. at your place, which is a nice little, uh, as long as I take my allergy medicine <laughs> before well, I go. <laughs> here's the thing is you don't have to actually go in the cat room if you don't want to. Oh, that's right. You want to take your allergy medicine and go in, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I do have separate ventilation just for people like you. Oh, so, very well done. Yeah. Because yeah. I have plenty of friends who yeah. have allergies and I'm like, well, you have to come. I've been working on this too long. <laughs> so we put in separate ventilation in the cat room. That just stays in the cat room, and then the rest is on its own. Nice. Yeah. Well done thinking that through. All right. Well, before we get into the Kitty Cat Lounge and all that it has to offer, uh, I'm, this was quite a process for you. And this certainly, as I, as I said to you before the show, I was like, you don't have a, a BA in Crazy Cat Lady. So this isn't this wasn't your first uh, employment choice or career choice, if you will. So tell us. Where you, what, what, what brought you to this point? Where have you been in your career so far? Well, you and I know each other because <laughs> I used to work with your husband That's right. at the Ledger, where I was my last 
a full-time paying job as a photojournalist. So I started my career in 1995 as a photojournalist. Um, the Ledger was the last of my newspapers. I got laid off in 2010, happened to be pregnant. So oh I became my. a mom, yes. Um, but that's how you and I know each other. Mm -hmm. um, so I was a photojournalist, and I, I did freelance after that. Yeah. You know, So up until about two years ago, I still considered myself a photojournalist, although when I talk about it with my girlfriends or you know other colleagues, former colleagues, they're like, well, you're still a journalist. It's always in your soul. That's right. So I think the ethics are in my soul. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and that kind of brought me to always wanting to um, be a part of the community, those ethical values of being able to share things with the community. And I think that's kind of what brought me to the Kitty Cat Lounge. Um, I remember working on more than one story when I was at the Ledger, going out and photographing. There was this one woman, and I can't remember her name. And I followed her a couple times. She would go out in Polk County, so not just in Lakeland, but she would do Polk County cat colonies, and she would trap and neuter. And the ones that were feral, she would re-release. Re mm -hmm. The ones that were rehomeable, she would obviously try to rehome if they were friendly. And she did this out of her own pocket. She, you know, was in a 501c3, and she did disband. And I don't remember why. I think it was a money thing, as always. Yeah, absolutely. But I remember just, we've had a cat my whole life. Mm -hmm. When I was a baby, we had a cat. <laughs> I've never had a home that didn't have a cat. Um, so this just really, you know, kind of drew me in. And when I got laid off, and freelancing is very, very hard, mm -hmm. especially when everybody else you worked with got free, got, got laid off. Right. And we're all kind of vying for the same jobs in a tiny little town. Yeah. Um, my father passed away. I came into some money. I'm like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where this um, came to life. I was sitting on the couch with a glass of sangria with a girlfriend <laughs> and well, how we, all good ideas begin <laughs> with a bottle of wine or a glass of wine right um and she and I sat our boys were playing because our boys are friends and they were playing and she and I sat there for probably a couple hours just thinking about ways for me to use my dad's money successfully yeah. because he was a good successful businessman yeah um and it just came right down to I love cats and I love coffee. Um, how can I make <laughs> how, those work? How shall the two meet yes. <laughs> in a business plan? Yes. And yeah. I had heard of cat cafes before. Yeah, I absolutely. Had. Yeah. Um, they've been, they're kind of new to the U.S. actually, uh -huh. although they're exploding now within the last two years. Yeah. Um, they started out in Asia in the 90s, if I remember correctly. Um, and when I started this process in 2021, it was in the summer of 2021 when she and I had that faithful bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. um, there was only 100 in the U.S., and now they're popping up everywhere. Yeah. Um, so there's still people that don't know what they are. Right. And essentially, I'll let folks know, it is a coffee shop with cats. Um, but um, the cats are kept in a separate room and you can hang out in the front of the building and um, just enjoy your coffee and pastries and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, that's a little of the history, I yeah. think, you know, where my career was. And I always thought I'd be a journalist. I really did. Um, and I still you know, pine for it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's still there. You know, um, when I see colleagues like we did this mm -hmm. weekend, um, it just kind of was all over again, yeah. missing, missing that, you know? Yeah. So, Well, I, I imagine that, um, you still take photos for your own pleasure, right? I do, but not as much as I used to. Yeah. I mean, this process of opening this venture, right. this passion, this journey has been very, very hard and difficult. And and for all intents and purposes, I mean, I did it by myself. Yeah, My husband's on the business plan, <laughs> but but I started this on my own two and a half years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. So 
Tell us a little bit about the process. Uh, you know, you don't have to get into all the gory details because we know opening a business is difficult. And you rehabbed a building. We did. Yeah. Um, it's a 1961. It's in the historic district. Mm-hmm. So I had some regulations there, mm-hmm. restrictions there, which was fine. I didn't yeah. want to change anything anyway because my theme is mid-century. So right. it was perfect. So, I mean, all the furnishings inside, mm-hmm. um, everything is a mid-century oh, theme. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that didn't really matter. So I didn't change the outside of the building, but we did knock down some walls. We added some walls um, and a viewing area. So there's a big, huge glass pane in there now where people can sit on the non-allergic side and <laughs> and watch the kitties um, safely without yeah. sneezing. Um, and then we rehabbed the kitchen a little bit for a point of sale. But other than that, it's just kind of an open floor plan now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing it. And I know we're going to take some photos and have those on our Facebook page as well. Um, so if folks want to get a preview uh, they can they can check out our photos, and you also have a website, which For is... For sure, kittycatlounge.com. It's perfect, yeah. kittycatlounge.com, perfect. Same with all the socials, yes. kittycatlounge. Yeah. That's right. All right, well, I'm sure you have lots of photos on your page as well, so we'll yeah. make sure we, we link to it. All right, well, when we come back, we're going to talk um, about the plight of kitties, because I know that, you know, there's more to it than just petting them, that we gotta we got to save them. So stick with us. We'll be right back with Cindy. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and my guest today is Cindy Scopp. She is the owner of Kitty Cat Lounge, which is located at 946 East Orange Street here in the downtown area. It's closer to Main Street, right, Cindy? You can kind of see it from Main Street? Well, if you look at, get to the intersection of Bartow and Ingram. You can see it from there. Bartow, that's what I meant. Bartow and Ingram. Yes, Bartow and Ingram. So, yeah, it's a good location, nice and visible off of Bartow Highway. You can see it, and it's pleasantly painted, a pretty pretty color. A vibrant mid-century green. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So you just opened uh, this uh, on Saturday, the September 9th, right? Yeah. It's been about a week, about two weeks when this show airs. It'll be about two weeks that you've been open. That's right. Yeah. So we were talking uh, kind of about your process before and kind of the, the, the trials and tribulations of, of opening um, uh, a location. Um, but also there's the, the kitty cats are, are having some difficulties out there. So it's not just about playing with cats. You want to encourage people to adopt these cats. Yeah. So I'm working with Saving Paws Rescue Florida um, and the woman I've been working with. Her name is Jennifer Rader, and she has to have the biggest heart (laughs) on this planet. She really does. Mm. I don't think anybody cares for cats more than her, and I love cats. Mm -hmm. Um, But she has, um, last we talked, she had about 130 cats. Oh, my gosh. Um, She lives on a big farm up in North Lakeland, (laughs) obviously, with a bunch of outbuildings. Right. So she can do that. Um, But she cares for every single one like her own. Yeah. But what she does is she works mostly, almost strictly in Polk County, um, trapping, neutering, spaying, releasing those that are feral, inoculating too, right? Mm-hmm. They're all vaccinated. And um, and releasing those that are feral. Those that are friendly enough to possibly be rehomed is where I come in. Mm. For all intents and purposes, I am a foster. So they're not my cats. They right. belong to, and I hate to say anybody owns them. Right. Because they are their own sentient being. <laughs> um, but they all belong to Saving Paws. Okay. So I currently have 13 cats in the, in the building, and every single one is uh, spayed or neutered. Uh, vaccinated and microchipped and 
we're pretty much ready to, and, and rabies. They, they have mm-hmm. the rabies um, as well and ready to be adopted. Okay. So, and I think we might be getting our first adoption out the door possibly today. Awesome. So, yeah. So Congratulations on I that. I know. So tell us, um, you know, and, and this is sort of the ugly underbelly of, of the kitty cat world, but, you know, we have a lot of cats in Polk County that are turned into shelters. So what's, what's going on with that? So I think, um, in my opinion, which is, you know, take it or leave it, um, <laughs> and you and I live in a similar neighborhood, right. so we know that the colonies um, where we live in the downtown area mm-hmm. are huge. And we have some wonderful neighbors who are well-meaning um, and are feeding them. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's beautiful. Your heart is in the right place, but please stop. (laughs) Because if they're not spaying and neutering, they're encouraging them Mm -hmm. to continue to reproduce and proliferate. And what happens is a female, one female, can reproduce at seven months old or around there. About Mm -hmm. seven months old, they can start reproducing and they can have up to four litters a year. So then we're talking a year. And what's the average size of a litter? Um, Well, if they're outdoor cats, it's... Probably less. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we're talking anywhere. I mean, they could have two to three kittens, right. up to six or seven kittens, right. you know? Right. Um, and if two of those are females or one of those are is a female, I mean, the chances of that are slim that it's going to be that low. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we're then proliferating within, within exponentially. Within seven months, right. Yeah. They're, they're having, it's it's like so on and, and so on. And their babies mm-hmm. and their babies. So I, I love that people are feeding them. That's yeah. very kind and very sweet. But yeah. if you're not spaying and neutering, you are part of the problem, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, and you can, there are organizations or, or just people that are doing this on their own and not even really with an organization where they're, they're willing to come out and, and trap them and, and get them spayed and neutered um, and with all their shots and, and all that stuff. And then put I back was on one a, of those. And then put back on the street. Yeah. Right. I was doing so that. So what's the for those who may say, you know, what what good is that? What tell tell us what the reasoning behind the whole trap, neuter, vaccinate, release concept is. Well, we are reducing the numbers, right? right? Especially if it's a female. Males are just important as important though, right? right? They're always amorous. We know this. <laughs> Any species of male. Um, <laughs> so I think the idea is male or female, please get them. Mm-hmm. fixed, spayed, neutered. Yeah. Um, but the, the vaccination part is also really important because, I mean, they're hunters by nature. Mm-hmm. And if they're looking at uh, a mouse or a rat that could have some kind of disease, then all of a sudden our cats become the spreader of mm-hmm. those disease. So va- vaccinating is also key. And there are several um, diseases that are easily spread amongst cats. Feline AIDS is one, mm-hmm. right? That's a big one. Um, and that can be spread through saliva if they get in a fight, right? right. So um, spaying and neutering is important. Vaccinating is just as important. Yeah. So then you can feed them. Right. <laughs> then you can feed them. <laughs> yes. And there are, there are um, veterinarians that will do it at a discount if, you're, if they know that you're bringing in a feral cat. And so I'm sure that, you know, people can find out where— who those are, or we can give those people those resources. I'm sure you probably could have a list of those resources available if, if somebody were to contact well, you or come see you. We did have a low-cost spay and neuter um, clinic here in Lakeland that actually recently had to not do that anymore, and I don't know all the history, so I mm-hmm. won't go into that. Right. Um, I actually have taken my babies all the way to Zephyr to save some money, right, mm-hmm. because they're a great organization. They're a national organization to planned pethood. 
which oh. is in Zephyr Hills. Okay. And it's a nonprofit as well. Um, and they are a national organization. Um, there's a vet, I think he's in Denver, that started it. I can't remember where he started it. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have a low cost here in Lakeland, in, in the, as far as I know, in the Polk County area. And we have SPCA and the Humane mm-hmm. Society, right? Um, and they will work with you to a certain degree. But, I mean, it still isn't cheap. If, yeah. if You know, I mean, that, I think it's a sliding scale. So, you know, folks like me or you who are excuse me, making um, a decent wage mm-hmm. would pay more, right, right. Um, to, to vaccinate or uh, to spay or neuter a, sp- a stray and put it back out mm-hmm. versus someone who doesn't. It's a sliding scale. Yeah. So, yeah. So in terms of um, numbers, I mean, I think we we read somewhere that Polk County has the highest kill rate of animals in the state of Florida, which is yeah, not good. Yeah, in the good. southeast. And it's and actually southeast. And that's all animals, <clears throat> not just cats. Right. But cats uh, are, I mean, like we were we were just looking at some numbers. Right. Um, what was turned into the animal control last year, 50% of the cats were euthanized. Yeah. That's huge. That is a huge number. I mean, one of every two yeah. is killed and yeah. thrown in a landfill. Like right. they don't bury them in a nice little grave. Yeah. They literally are just tossed into the landfill. There's a reason animal control is right next to the landfill. Mm. That's where all of them go, not just the cats. Yeah. If they euthanize a dog or, you know, whatever animal comes in. Yeah. So. Well, that's no fun. That's you know. a depressing part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> but it's important. To no, know it is. It's that very. That shock value is, is important. It is very important. And and I it it's it's the hard truth of, yes, you want to feel like you're doing good by leaving a, a little bowl of food out for the stray cats. But. If you're not taking that next step to make sure that they're not able to procreate, um, then you are just contributing to the problem. It's just going to get worse exponentially. And we talked about how fast they they ro- they procreate. So sure. yeah. um, we're going to be taken over by kitty cats, <laughs> yeah, right. which may or may not be a good thing. Who knows? Um, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> All right. So uh, your kitties that you have are adoptable, which is great. And it seems like you'll have a, f- a steady stream of replacements anytime someone does oh, yeah. get adopted out of the kitty cat lounge. But what a great way to sort of showcase those cats because then you don't just find them in the shelter and not, you know, experience their personalities. I mean, you can come back for weeks before you pick a kitty. And sure. hang out at your at your place. So that's really cool. All right. Well, we're going to continue our conversation with Cindy. And we're talking about Kitty Cat Lounge located at 946 East Orange. So stick with us. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And we are talking with Cindy Scopp, she is the owner of Kitty Cat Lounge, and it is located at 946 East Orange. Uh, You're probably, if you are a downtowner, thinking, I did not know she was there. Well, you would not uh, be wrong because she just opened on Saturday, September 9th. So this is a relatively new business in the downtown area. And um, we're going to talk with Cindy right now about what is the experience at the Kitty Cat Lounge? What can you expect when you walk in the door? Uh, well, I've had some people tell me that it feels like they walked into their grandmother's house, <laughs> which I love because okay. that was my intention. Right. It really was my intention. Okay. I am a mid-century 
person. Uh-huh. I, my house, well, is a eclectic, but <laughs> I do you love had your druthers. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so for two plus years, mm-hmm. I started collecting mid-century furniture and some artwork, um, which is all in there mm-hmm. now, and had it in storage until about two or three weeks ago when mm-hmm. we started actually bringing it all into the building. So um, imagine walking into a 1950s living room. Um, with over, well, not their overstuffed chairs, but these big, huge, uh, beautiful chairs, a tweed couch, um, hutches and end tables and artwork on the wall. Um, and then you go up two steps and it's like walking into a mid-century dining room with, uh, chrome tables, um, and chairs. <clears throat> and, um, from there, that's just kind of, the feel of the mm-hmm. place. I have my girls. They can wear whatever they want. They mm-hmm. don't have a uniform. But yeah. the one requirement I do have, and I've been collecting those for two years as well, is mid-century aprons. So they're all <laughs> dressed in, in mid-century, regular clothes, but mid-century aprons. Awesome. They're allowed to wear whatever they want. That's cute. So I do have also in there, I have partnered with um, some local artists. So I have what I call affectionately an artist's wall. Okay. Um, and currently, and that's in the living room. So currently it's with one artist. Her name is Beverly Williams is um, on the wall, but my intention, and I am calling to artists right now as okay, I speak, do it. please bring me your work. Mm-hmm. I want that wall to be in a collection of mm-hmm. artists, all mediums, um, not just one person. Uh, I want a bunch of different artists on that wall. And the idea is, um, and, and I'm not taking a commission, I don't want it. This is strictly to uplift them and mm-hmm. their own work so that they can be seen, but they can sell it at whatever price they want. And they keep all the money, mm-hmm. like I said, no commission. Um, but I, she, she's in my living room. But I also have in my hallway um, two other photographers, friends, um, Tony Gwynn and um, Tom Mack mm-hmm. are in my hallway leading to the kitty room. Um, and then in my um, uh, in my dining room, I just put up some of uh, Michael Wilson's Mike's, yeah, prints. Mookie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mookie Wilson. Um, I His family was kind enough to share with me um, some of his Polaroid manipulations that I loved so much. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, and he was really, really great at it. So yeah. they're in the dining room. Those are not for sale. Uh, <laughs> I will not part myself with a part, yeah. my, part those um, from me. I, I hold those dear because yeah. right? nobody will ever get another one. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, it's a touches and, and artwork in there that's kind of mid-century. It's a mid-century theme. Okay. Well, yeah. that sounds like fun. Yeah. I've had a couple women my age. I'm 54. So I've had a couple women my age like, oh, it's like walking into grandma's. I was like, mission accomplished. That's what I meant to do. <laughs> so you are you very intentional about your decor. So that sounds like a lot of fun. But also very intentional about what you're serving. So tell us about your partnerships. So similar to uplifting the artists, (laughs) my intention was to uplift um, some local um, bakers and chefs in town. So um, I've always known about Catapult. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I immediately I went and I talked to um, their kitchen manager. Mm -hmm. She and I had a long conversation about what I was doing and what I wanted to do. I wanted to work with some um, local um, folks who didn't have a brick and mortar right. and are trying to start their own business, whatever that looks like for them. Maybe some don't want a brick and mortar. And I think two of my partners do not want a brick and mortar. Right, right. Um, uh, so they're all Catapult members, and the idea is to uplift them. So currently I have Meraki, Chocolate Covered, and Southern Babies. Southern Babies is juices, so I have these wonderful, oh my God, they're so good, organic, fresh-made juices. Um, Meraki is pastries. Mm. And chocolate-covered is kind of what it sounds like. Anything <laughs> chocolate, she'll she'll make it. 
Anything she'll cover anything just in about, including yep. bacon. Well, and that's funny you say that because right now sitting um, in my refrigerator <laughs> and on my counter for display is chocolate uh, bacon yeah. brownies or sorry bacon brownies. Mm. So you can come and have a brownie with bacon on it if you want. A brownie at the Kitty with Cat bacon. Lounge. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've had the choc- the bacon dipped in chocolate. She but does I've that not too. Had a brownie. Is yeah. it bits of bacon like it is. sprinkled on top, on like top. the nuts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, so I've not had it, but okay. I heard it's really, really good. Okay. So I have to take everybody's word. Yeah. Bacon, bacon's pretty good. But I do have to mention, I also am serving the best cheesecakes in town and he is currently not a Catapult member, but I have introduced him to one of my oh. Catapult partners and I think he's going to become one. Mm-hmm. Um, best cheesecakes in town is 3J Sweets. Um, very wonderful man. And... It's, you know, I'm trying to keep myself away from those because yeah, they're so good and I love cheesecake. Yeah. That can but then, be. of course, um, my my one that I love is Lisbeth from Ethos is my roaster. Um, and that was a no-brainer for me once I, I knew I wanted to serve more than just regular old store-bought coffee. Right. Um, her ethical value of where she sources her beans, mm-hmm. she visits the farms, she talks to the farmers, she uplifts the farmers, and she has women farmers. I love mm-hmm. that. So um, her roasts are a no-brainer. I don't even care if it costs a little bit more to get yeah. her coffee. Um, it's her ethical stance on where she sources yeah. her coffee beans and how they're um, how they're brought to the country, all the mm-hmm. things. She's great. I love Ethos. Well, that's, those are great partnerships. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, you know, a lot of, I mean, Catapult's downtown and Ethos is downtown, although mm-hmm. on the other side from you, she's all the way bit. over there on Lake Beulah yeah. uh, doing her roasting. So, yeah, I think that's great. So you can get, are there other beverages besides the juice and the coffee, just in case there's non-coffee drinkers out there? That- I mean, we are making, because um, I, get, I get, again, from Ethos, um, a chai. Mm, And she has a a fantastic sunrise tea Mm. that we can ever, we have it iced, um, but you can also get it hot if you want it. Um, And the chai, you can get that in a latte or you can just get it hot on its own, which I love because I love tea anyway. Unsweetened. Just give me the right. give me the leaf, yeah, I don't you know, need, and I'll I don't suck on the leaf. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's it, primarily, and of course, water. You can always of come course. for water. Yeah. So you can just walk in, and it's like a coffee shop. But do you need to make reservations to be with the kitties? Because I saw there were some like different t- different ways you can experience it on your website. So tell us about what those are. You can pre um, pay for a visit. So you can do 30 minutes or 60-minute increments, mm-hmm. or you can walk in. Right now, I think because people are still learning that of we're course, there, yeah. it's people are able to walk in. Yeah. So that's not a problem. But I do hope to eventually just mm-hmm. you know have to worry about reservations and we're full. Sorry, make a reservation. Right. <laughs> that would be great. I would love that. Um, but 30 minutes is se- only $7. Mm-hmm. And I love that people can come in. And, and part of what we're doing by um, – bringing these people in and letting them come in for short periods of time, 30, 30 minutes or 60 minute times is we give the kitties a break too, because mm, they can get overwhelmed. That's a good point. Um, and get tired. And I've seen that. And I have a lot of kittens in there right now. So 13 cats, uh, all but four are kittens. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot and yeah. they get tired. And then people are like, well, why are they not playing? Mm-hmm. So we give them a little break if we can. Yeah. Um, but also it's socializing them, mm-hmm. right? So these are almost every single one of them. A couple of them were born in captivity because their mom was caught pregnant. Right. But almost every single one was trapped outside. Um, and so they lived outside and were unsocial. And I mean, 
These are friendly cats. Yeah. These are all very friendly cats. But for the most part, don't know what it's like to live inside. So the idea of being in my place is that learning, they're learning that. So it's like sitting in your living room. You come into the cat room, and it's like sitting in your living room. Right. And they're respecting the furniture because I'm teaching them that, hopefully. <laughs> um, I have not taken the blinds off the off the windows because I thought about that. I was like, well, you know, maybe they would rip them down. And I'm like, well, no, we need to teach them. It's okay mm. to have blinds on the windows right. or whatever, you know, right. carpeting. I mean, I don't have carpeting there, yeah. but pillows, whatever. Yeah. But they get socialized, and then they're more easily adoptable. Excellent. All right. Well, we've got to take another quick break, but we are going to continue our conversation with Cindy, and we're going to keep talking about Kitty Cat Lounge when we return. Stick with us. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and we are featuring a new business in Lakeland, uh, and it is uh, very close to the core of downtown, just off East Orange, uh, near Bartow Highway, Kitty Cat Lounge at 946 946 East Orange. Uh, Very visible from Bartow Highway if you are traveling uh, along that roadway. And um, very walkable to a pretty big neighborhood, right? I mean, we're right in yeah. the Lake Morton area. Yeah. yeah. So I should say, Julie, right now, um, but the Orange Street, mm-hmm. part of it is un- under construction. You're probably aware of that. Yes. So they did. They closed down the road on day two. Great. <laughs> it was like, You're oh, like, my God. Yes. Yeah, so I was freaking out and trying to figure out what all the I could do for oh advertising to draw attention. And of course, I call the historic preservation, and Emily tells me there's not a whole lot you can do. But <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so I want people to know yes. that my portion of Orange Street is still open. Um, Good point. And you can get there from Lake Avenue. You just can't go from, like, the downtown through Orange Street. Right. You have to detour around um, Lake Mirror. Right. So Orange is closed at basically at the intersection of Lake and Orange. Iowa. Right there by Barnett Park. Yep. Because of the new construction of mm-hmm. the apartments, they're having to do some. Um, you want me to talk about the utilities? And do you know everything about it? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know everything know. about it, but I know what they're probably doing. Yes, um, because I had to go through some of that, and it's why it took me so long to open. And now you're a pro, right? You could be it. If <sighs> you write a book, you could do it. You you could do it again, but you don't want to do it no. again, right? No. no, I would have no knowledge going in, and it wouldn't take two and a half years to open. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So there's some there's some infrastructure. Um, uh, that has to happen for that uh, apartment complex to go in, which is only good when it's completed. It just means more people walking. living within walking distance yep. of Kitty Cat Lounge and downtown and yeah. joinery and, you know, all of these yeah. great places. So we're excited about, uh, but of course the growing pains are, are painful. Yeah. So if you are traveling uh, to Kitty Cat Lounge, Orange is unfortunately right now not a through street from Bartow highway all the way into downtown as it, is it has from Bartow. from Bartow to Lake. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not through. So oh, you, you, you can get to Kitty Cat Lounge easy peasy, no problem. And there's lots of ways to detour around that construction through the Lake Morton neighborhood. But you can't you, if you're if you're traveling from the west on Orange, right. you're going to end up hitting that uh, that closure. And then you'll just have to do a little little winky dink detour yep. to get to get over to you. So we were talking about uh, the experience and all of your great partnerships with local uh, small businesses and catapulters and, uh, you know, Ethos Coffee Roasters, Chocolate Covered, to name a few, um, which is great. I, I love the fact that it's not going to be 
uh, walk in and get a prepackaged little Debbie cake or something from, you know, me too, from some big box store. So you are you are culminating the entire um, experience of what it truly means to be a good partner in in uh, in having uh Supporting other businesses. So I applaud you for that. Thank you very much. A lot of those are downtown businesses, so even better. Um, but we were talking about decor, and you have uh, uh, the mid-century sort of theme in your living room. And then we were talking about the experience that you have in the kitty cat room. So you don't – it's not another full set of living room facility in the kitty cat room. Tell us about the kitty cat room and how you're evolving that. So I currently have – I do have a couple of tables in there. Yeah, and you can bring your drinks in, but we don't allow food okay. in there for obvious yes, reasons. Yes, obviously, yeah. Um, and there is a single little couch in there. And one of my uh, centerpieces that I love so much is I gutted an old 50s TV. So it's an old, basically, um, uh, a box, one of those big, huge wooden box TVs. Mm-hmm. Magna – what was it called? <laughs> Magna box, whatever. Magna box, I yes. think so. Yeah. Um, and um, I turned it into a cat bed. Aww. So and and people have to come see this because Samson is our all white cat and that's his place and we call it Samson TV. Ah. Best channel in Lakeland. It will not get a better actually all of a sudden. No horrible. commercials. No anytime. commercials. Constantly Samson all the time and he's such a sweet boy. He comes with a sad story as do most of my cats mm. actually. Um I won't go into that. His story was really sad. We're lucky that that he survived. Um, but anyway, it is a work in progress. We are not quite completely done. So, um, but we just had to open after yeah. two and a half years, yeah. I had to bring some revenue in and we right. were ready. And the, these are things that can be done while the cats are in the room. So I have shelves all throughout mm-hmm. for lack of a better description, a catwalk. Yeah. Um, and some of them are designed in mazes. So if they go in, they have to go out another way. Um, and they crawl all the way through, even into what I call affectionately my little reading corner where I have bookshelf with books on it. Um, and they can climb up and into the ceiling, and they have their own room that they can go into to get away from people. And there's beds in there. That's where the boxes are and their food. Um, but what we're doing is some of those shelves, um, we're adding trees. Um, and we've got some cut. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have to strip the bark, and we're, we're kind of waiting for them to dry out a little bit. And that will come up through the shelving. Um, in two different spaces or two different places, and um, they'll be able to climb the trees. I'm going to wrap them in jute, and they'll be able to climb up the trees all the way to the ceiling with those as well. Um, but it's still somewhat of a, of a mid-century theme in there. Mm-hmm. Like I have bar stools because I have bar seating from both sides of the glass. Mm-hmm. And so I have bar stools that are mid-century um, and um, uh, um, porcelain tables with mid-century chairs Um, So they don't have the chrome in there so much. But, yeah, so it's really cute. And there's floor seating. I have pillows on the Mm -hmm. floor for people to sit on the floor. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are there little, you know, toys to play with the cats? There is plenty, yes. And people have been donating them, which is something I want to tell you, too. But because that back room is all um, saving paws, everything in there is a donation. If anybody wants to donate food or litter, I will gladly take it. Mm -hmm. Again, people brought in toys, which is great. But I'm currently getting low on litter. Yeah. <laughs> I could use some litter. Um, and she, apply, she supplies them. So that's great. But as a She's nonprofit, a non-profit yeah. she, where is she getting it from? Right. Other donations. Right. So if people brought it directly to me, she wouldn't have to stress so much about bringing me litter twice a week or three times a week. Right. So, so yeah, that's got to be fun, cleaning litter boxes. Oh, my goodness. With 13 <laughs> cats several times a day. Yes. But I've got it down to a science. And it does I'm not sure. smell in there. Yeah. That's one of my big things is oh, keeping yeah. those boxes clean and making um, sure that I keep where the litter, the dirty litter goes, 
nice and airtight. Yeah. So that it doesn't smell bad. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people might think, oh, my God, it's going to stink. But it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. Actually, I'm very diligent about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I love the fact that, you know, it didn't I guess it didn't really occur to me all the all the work that goes into sort of domesticating the cats. I mean, I just, you know, yes, they're cats, they're adoptable. You just throw them in a room and people come and play with them. And, but no, I mean, you're worrying about their, their, uh, the stress level of playing with people all day and making sure they get the breaks and, um, you know, their rest and teaching them obviously how to use the litter box, which will be, that's innate, you know, that's really innate. Yeah. Well, yes, that's true. Yeah. But, um, you, I guess you can feel confident when you adopt a pet from this facility, this business, that they've been, A, well cared for, yeah. and B, they, they've learned some things about how to be on furniture and be around people and, yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah. And that's part of it, right? I mean, one of our rules in the room, besides no food, is we are not nobody's allowed to pick them up. I do feel I need to say that because oh, yeah, okay. we do have some folks who go in there and just start picking them up. And, and that's a safety issue mm-hmm. for not just the cats, but the humans as well. Yeah. Because inevitable, you know anything about a cat, you're going to get one who's like, I do not want to be picked up that's right, right now. Yesterday was fine. Today's not so much. Tomorrow right. might be okay. But I'm going to scratch and I'm going to bite you. Right. So we, we, if you're sitting on the floor, I can guarantee somebody's going to come and sit in your lap. Right. We have two or three of those right now who love to be snuggled. And that's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just don't yeah. pick them up. Yeah. Yes, picking them up. It, and it has to be on their terms. Yeah. And it's just safer to say don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good policy. So. All right. Well, we are running out of time. So I want to plug Kitty Cat Lounge one more time. You can learn more about Kitty Cat Lounge at kittycatlounge.com. Or socials, we have all. The or socials. social media, yeah, yeah. the Kitty Cat Lounge on Facebook, Instagram, all of those, all yeah. those places. It's located at nine forty six East Orange Street, uh, accessible uh, most easily from Bartow Highway right now, just because of the construction at the corner of Orange and Lake over by Barnett Park. So just uh, make sure that you can make your way over there. But thank you so much, Cindy. I look forward to seeing it, and um, I encourage everyone, even if you're not a huge cat person it's going to be an experience you don't have to play with them you can just go have a cup of coffee and watch them it'll be lots of fun so thanks for being here oh my pleasure yes look forward to seeing you guys there too all right goodbye everyone bye